We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Welcome. I am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And here with me today is Pastor Jolly John Lekomsky. Uh, and I'm still up in the cold climes of Minnesota for the last time, Matt. <laughs> I will be back in the St. Louis area the next time we record. But yeah, no, no one more snowy day in Minnesota. Uh, but we, we've had a great time up here. But we also love being in St. Louis, too, so we'll be glad to be back home. Good. It'll be glad, good to have you back and uh, wintering again in beautiful southern Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, the sad thing is, Matt, though, uh, we still will be separated because of this whole COVID thing. Uh, and, and we're struggling with these mics and the internet, and there seems to be a little delay in our speech. Uh, but we're still bringing people the same beautiful message of the gospel. And we look forward to the day when we can all get back together in person in the studio and and uh, continue with wrestling with the basics. Ha, I got it in, Matt. <laughs> Good job, John. <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't forget the title this time. Um, what, what did you want to talk about today, Matt? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, that some of the, the struggles that we face as pastors and as pastors who have the privilege of sharing God's Word on KFUA Radio, whether uh, on AMA 50 on the radio or online. Uh, but... So many people are facing struggles right now, no matter what their vocation is, no matter what their calling in life is, and much of it is due to this pandemic. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit of today about uh, a topic, I guess, and I want to talk about the topic of, of wellness, all right, well-being, and that's something that I've been giving some thought to lately. Um, and I think it's an important time to, this, to have this This is discussion. different than a cistern, right, Matt? Is this different than a cistern? This is not a cistern like we heard in Jeremiah recently on Wrestling at the Basics. Though This is not a well, John. It is a well of being, oh. your wellness. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But if you do have a cistern up there in Minnesota, you may want to check on it before you leave town. <laughs> it would be full of snow at this point, so... <laughs> So, what do you think about the last six so, so months? So, what about wellness? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad you asked, John. <laughs> so, for the, the past six months, uh, there's been a loss of wellness, of well-being, uh, when it comes to not just physical wellness and COVID-19, but in all sorts of different types of wellness. Uh, there's just been an increase in so many negative things. Uh, there's been rises in anxiety and depression and substance abuse and insomnia, uh, rising uh, issues of isolation, especially among older adults. Boy, I know uh, there's a number of folks connected to our congregation that are uh, in different circumstances where they just can't have visitors right now, and that's tough. Uh, rises in job loss and income insecurity and debt, 
uh, rises just in things like burnout and stress, especially among people who are on the front lines as healthcare workers. And I think of our teachers, parents, and the list just goes on and on and on. But you start to see that, yeah, people are really struggling with just being well at a time like this. Uh, so I, I think it's an issue. So I thought that's something we talk about today, maybe a little on wrestling with the basics. Matt, Matt can, can I give you yeah. just one example? We've, we've yeah, got a please good do. friend who's been hospitalized and, and only one person can see him a day. So, so he's got all kinds of people that love and care for him who would like to visit and pray with him, but no, no, that's all there is. And so it's his wife who goes in, or, or maybe one of his family members. But yeah, like you said, it's just that's one of the sad things that we can't even support each other in the way we used to support each other. Exactly. I, I, as a pastor, that drives me crazy, John. Um, I know you're you're newly retired, and, and thanks be to God for that. Uh, you retired at just the right time <laughs> because, boy, in the parish is just tough. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, we, like you said, we have members who are in the hospital, and that's the rule at this point is you have can have one member a day. Now, that's not one member at a time. That's just one member, one family member, one friend, one visitor uh, for the entire day. And so when if someone yeah. would go and visit them for just 20 minutes, that's their one visit for the day. That's it. And uh, so often people opt for their spouse to be that one visitor than their pastor, so, <laughs> which is understandable. Um, so a lot of... Of visiting by phone and lots of <laughs> prayers over the phone too, but I'm sure if you well, were their pastor, and, and John, so they would you want go. you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they probably it's it's funny. Even before COVID, I got that. <laughs> I just thought that was the policy. <laughs> so, but but no, seriously though, isn't it wonderful though? See, God has given us these other means of communication. So we continue to bring the, the eternal gospel, as we talked about last week. Yeah, so the Lord's still getting the job done. It's just we have these obstacles, these crosses we have to bear. Yes. So I, I, one tool that's been kind of helpful to me and administering to, to folks and, and for people to, to reflect on is what's called the wellness wheel. All right. So this was something that was developed, <laughs> and I think it's helpful. Um, so it's, it's not the wheel of fortune, John. All right. Uh, it's the wellness wheel. All right. Um, the, it was developed by the, our church body, the Lutheran church, Missouri synod, and it was developed by the, uh, commission on ministerial growth and support. So this was developed to look at the wellness, the well-being, the health of church workers in particular. So people who are pastors, teachers, uh, directors of Christian education, missionaries, others, uh, how do they stay well and live well? So I think it's it's kind of a helpful framework. So they, there's different aspects of wellness that are included, things like relational well-being and emotional well-being, physical, vocational, financial, intellectual well-being. And then uh, encircling the entire wheel then is spiritual well-being, okay, kind of holding everything together. And then at the center of this wheel, and I think this is one of the things that makes it distinctly Christian and Lutheran is our baptismal identity in Jesus, that new creation we are in Christ. So when we look at our wellness and our overall health, in the middle of it is, is Jesus and our connection to him in our baptism uh, through his dying and coming to life and our connection to that, that dying and coming to life. So as people who are in Christ, all right, baptized, that's our identity. How do we live 
well. So I thought we could look at that a little bit today, John, um, on wrestling with the basics, especially perhaps that area on the outside of the wheel that holds it all together as well, that spiritual wellness. And, and Matt, I mean, that, that's a key, key point. Uh, that that the, the only real wellness that we can have, that we can be sure of, is the wellness that we have uh, through Jesus Christ, the wellness of spirituality. Uh, we are sinful people, and, and, and we will constantly see evidence of that sin, both in our emotions and in our flesh, uh, and, and just in general. But, but of course, that's why we uh, believe in Christ, who has made us whole. Uh, he's given us shalom, which, which is a term that means peace in, in all things. Uh, if not completely in our flesh now, certainly it will be in the resurrection. Amen. That's right. And that's, again, what makes this, this, this discussion of wellness and well-being unique um, for Christians in particular. Because I think at this point, maybe some of our listeners are thinking, well, you know, well-being and wellness, um, that sounds a little more like... Uh, you know, uh, something on Dr. Phil here, Pastor, psychobabble type stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, you know. Hey, hey, we, Matt, Matt, excuse me, we don't need any psychobabble. We've got our own babble. We've got our own, <laughs> our own babbling here. So, <laughs> that's right, but no. And I think that's, I think that's, that's fair, fair enough, right? But uh, I think that the church is better equipped to talk about wellness and well-being than anyone else. Uh, more equipped than self-help books, more equipped than even Dr. Phil, uh, because uh, we can speak the truth. We can speak the truth informed by the truth of God's word, Christ in the center, when others can't or don't. So I think, uh, boy, uh, the church is the one that's best equipped to talk about this issue of wellness and overall wellness, uh, because I think it's also important to recognize that Jesus cares about us inside and out. I think sometimes we think, well, Jesus cares about my spiritual stuff. Jesus cares about my soul, right? My, my spirit. And, and yeah, certainly he does. But he also cares about our bodies and our emotions and our relationships and all those things. And I think that, again, as Christians, we see that because of the incarnation, because Jesus became one of us. He became one with a body and emotion and relationships. And he's redeemed those things. Uh, he's, he's fulfilled those things perfectly, and we can't. And he cares about us, body and spirit. Uh, so we don't want some kind of Gnosticism where we just think, oh, just spiritual things are important in our body and relationships and other parts of well-being, although those aren't so important. Uh, those can be left to the, 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 the Dr. Phil's of the world. Well, no, uh, Jesus cares about us, body and spirit. And so he cares about our entire well-being um, in the midst of COVID and pandemic and, and every day. And, and you know, see, see, there is a philosophy, Matt, that says that really the only important thing is the spiritual, uh, that all of the fleshly, the earthly, the worldly, you know, that's all going to pass away anyway. So that's not really significant. But, but you're right. That's what's cool about Christianity. Uh, no, Jesus becomes fleshly. He becomes worldly. I like that phrase. He has relationships and he knows the hardships of relationships. He is a abandoned by his friends. He knows what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be lonely. Uh, and, and the very fact, as you said, the incarnation that he would take on flesh shows us that no, flesh is an important thing. The world is an important thing to him. After all, who gave us our flesh? Who made the world? It was God. And when he made it originally, he said, this is 
very good. And he looks forward to the day when he restores that that goodness. Because after all, that's the plan. It's not that we're going to get rid of the worldly and the earthly. No, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. At the end of time, uh, when Christ returns, yeah, he'll make all things new. That new heaven and new earth. Yeah, very physical a redemption and renewal that we're going to see. That's what the Bible promises. So in the midst of all this wellness, again, yeah, but, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that's what I love about Christianity. It's not just about going to heaven, but it's about the resurrection of the dead. You know, most religions have some kind of life hereafter, but I've always thought it was cool that our religion is about bodies coming back to life. A resurrection of the dead, you know. Well, anyway, go ahead, Matt. Well, and I, I think that you now those truths are what give us that that spiritual well-being that kind of holds everything together. Because that spiritual well-being that that comes from the knowledge of God's word, that comes from the our baptismal identity in Jesus, the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, that helps us then have a, a framework, a lens by which to look at the rest of life, and even like you were saying, John, even even Christ's return, even the end of the world. Uh, or the, the remaking of the world, maybe I should say. So just one quick example of that. So we, we've got this pandemic of COVID, but there's other things that happen that are bad too. One, one of the things that, that comes to my mind, and, and probably our listeners can relate to this too, uh, is, is September 11th, 2001, those terrorist attacks. And I remember still, I was in, uh, I was in college still, John. So I was, I remember I was in Hebrew three, my third semester Hebrew class at Concordia University in Nebraska. And uh, I remember uh, John Liebick, one of our uh, students, classmates coming in. He's now a pastor as well. Uh, but he came in and told us about this plane crashing into the World Trade Center and confusion at first about, is this an accident? Is this intentional? Uh, what's going on here? There were so many things we didn't know, so many uncertainties that morning on September 11th. But I bring this up because for us as, as Christians, for us who have that spiritual well-being, there were things that were also certain on that morning too. I mean, we knew for certain, certain things beyond a doubt. We knew that uh, even in this horrific attack, we knew that well, God still promises to be with us. Uh, we knew that those who were in Christ and died so unexpectedly uh, were with their Savior. They, they had that promise fulfilled. Uh, we knew that God would be our rock and our fortress in times of trouble, come what may. So the same is true today, too, that in the midst of COVID and pandemic, that spiritual well-being that, that truth of God's word and his beautiful promises to us, that holds us together uh, in the midst of crisis. It gives us that lens by which to look at the rest of life. And that's so very important. And that's something that we're blessed with as Christians and those who are, are in Christ and those who, who know the promises of Christ's word. Yeah, and what a, what a great comfort that is, Matt. Uh, the, the fact that we do know there are a lot of things we know, uh, even though we don't know what's going to happen today, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, although we do know what's going to happen in the end, don't we, Matt? Yeah, that's right, exactly. We know the end of the story. The victory's been won already at the cross and the empty tomb, and we will see that manifest to all people when Jesus comes back. So I, I thought we could look at a, a, some Bible verses today. If you don't mind, John, turning to Luke chapter 10, verse 38. All right, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Okay, Luke. 
Luke and I 10, think 38. Yeah, here we can have, I think, a, a lesson from well about wellness and a lesson about how spiritual wellness in particular really takes priority over all those other forms of wellness. All important, right? We already talked about that. Physical, relational, uh, all those things. But that spiritual wellness in particular, we see that example here. And this is that uh, pretty familiar account probably to many listeners from Luke 10, the account of Mary and Martha. So if you'd like to read verses 38 through uh, 40. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so here's the account, and we can relate to this. It probably resonates for us who have ever hosted people uh, in our home. Uh, Martha and Mary, these sisters, welcome Jesus into their house. Martha's being the hostess with the most as she is working and cooking and cleaning <laughs> and preparing for Jesus' visit and being a good host to him. And yet, uh, Mary, what is she doing? Uh, it looks like in Martha's eyes, she's a lazy bum just sitting at Jesus' feet, uh, listening to his teaching. Uh, meanwhile, Martha's distracted by many other things. And Martha gets so upset that she says, Jesus, Lord, don't you care that my sister's left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me out, right? And of course, she anticipates that Jesus is going to do just that. Martha, Mary, get up, help your sister out, uh, right? Uh, but that's not what happens. So if you want to keep on reading verses uh, 41 and 42. All right. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I think that's funny. The good portion, right? It almost has uh, that... that uh, overtone yeah. of food, right, um, and a meal. Uh, but Mary has chosen the good portion. It will not be taken from her. Uh, again, one thing is necessary. One thing is needful. One thing is essential. And it's, it's not the cooking and cleaning, Martha. Uh, no, it's, it's listening to God's word. It's sitting at Jesus' feet. It's focusing our eyes, our attention on, on Jesus Christ, our Savior. So the food, it, it comes and goes, right? Our, our circumstances in this world, they come and go, but the word of the Lord that abides forever. So I think that, that especially during this time of COVID and pandemic, there's a lot of distractions out there. And, and they're not bad distractions even. Uh, doing good, um, trying to cope with COVID, uh, trying to stay physically well. Those are all good things, right? Uh, but in the midst of those things, uh, for us to not forget what's most important, what's necessary, to sit at Jesus' feet, to listen to his word, to focus on him, to, to do what we're doing right now. You're listening to the rest of the basics even, just to being reminded of God's promises, uh, to be in scripture. Uh, that's so very important. Because I think what happened here is, is Martha has it wrong. And I think the main reason Martha has it wrong is that, that we, don't, we don't serve the Lord first, but he serves us first. All right, so Mary got it right. First, we're served by Jesus. We're strengthened by him. We hear his word. Uh, we're, we're baptized into Christ and then connected to Jesus. Now, now we're more equipped to serve others, to, to see about those other things. Uh, but first and foremost, yeah, uh, that focus on Jesus and uh, especially now in the midst of pandemic, so very important for each one of us. 
So, so I'm looking at the the wheel of of well being here. Yeah, and we have the things: emotional well being, physical well being, vocational well being, financial well being, intellectual well being, relational well being. But the thing is, is you can't have any of those well beings without first being well with Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. You know, that's the thing. That it, it is the peace we have with him, with the knowledge that our sins are forgiven, that he's working everything together for our good. You know, that's that's the only way you can, right? What does he say? Seek ye first the kingdom, and then all these things will be added to you. Our problem is we're always seeking these other things and wondering why we're not getting them. <laughs> well, there's the problem, people. Those are the fruits that come from being with Jesus Christ. They're not things that you can, well, you can obtain them in a way, can't you, Matt? But you can't obtain them in a way you're going to keep them. Uh, because when you get them apart from Christ, they will soon decay. You will soon lose them. When you have them with Christ, I still love that beautiful promise. He says, whatever you've lost here, he says, you'll get back a hundredfold in the life to come. So uh, with Jesus, you'll have all of these things and you'll have them eternally. Exactly. And <clears throat> where we're so often Martha's instead of Mary's. And I think that's exactly Martha's problem. So you would look at this wellness wheel and see, so, well, okay, what do I got to do to be physical fit? What, what do I need to have uh, that relational wellness, financial wellness, you know? And, and that's what she would do. Get out her checklist. Let's get started. Let's go. Uh, but no, let's be Mary and let's first focus on Jesus, right? And that's that's where it all begins. And that's why I love that our baptismal identity and, 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 and new Matt, creation is in the middle. Matt, yeah. And, and Matt, that's what makes us different than Dr. Phil, because that's the one thing that Dr. Phil won't give you. He might give you some good advice. I'm not denying that about emotional well-being or vocational well-being, but, but he can't give you the key to all of these things, which is uh, the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I want to leave with some words from uh, from the small catechism, OK, uh, about just that being connected to Christ and, and that importance of baptism. It, the Catechism puts it this way. Baptism indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. So it's being connected to Jesus Christ, daily dying to sin, rising in Christ, connected to his death, to his resurrection, that we're able to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. So everything else is, a, is an outflow from that. Uh, and I think that's so important to remember. Baptism is not just this one-time event. It's one and done. Um, no, it's that daily reality of being connected to Jesus, dying to sin, arising in Christ, that daily wellness in our baptismal identity and that's a wellness, a spiritual wellness that endures then, uh, whether it's 9-11 or whether it's COVID-19, uh, tough times, all times. Uh, that's what holds us together. That's what gives us that true wellness uh, in every area of life. And I think the beautiful thing for us as Christians, too, is uh, we're not well spiritually and in these other areas just for the sake of ourselves. No, that's not it. Um, that's pretty self-serving. We're well in these areas so that we can serve our neighbor better, right? Uh, so that we can love our neighbor during this midst of, in the midst of pandemic and at all times. Uh, so uh, hopefully today uh, there was a little shift in perspective as we look at wellness and our spiritual well-being and how it all starts uh, with Christ and our connection to him. 
So Matt, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. And, and I hope everyone realizes that our wellness and, and our shalom, that, that's the neat thing about that Hebrew word shalom. It's, it's not just a spiritual peace, but it's a peace in all things that comes from knowing that God loves us and in Jesus Christ we are forgiven and, and we have his spirit. Uh, Matt, thank you for what you've shared with us today. This has been Wrestling with the Basics. Wrestling with the Basics.